the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Colin Castleberry with you as always. Another installment here on a Wednesday night in the middle of the final week of the regular season. Now, a lot of teams are going to extend outside the weekdays. We've got games on Saturday, and I believe I've heard tell of even a game or two on Monday, which, by the way, Saturday was supposed to be the final day you were allowed to play. Apparently, uh, or I say apparently, it has been extended uh, to Sunday, Monday. You're allowed to play now uh, Sunday or Monday, I do believe. I, I keep saying I do believe. You are, period. Point here is it is still yet the final week of the regular season, and we've got plenty to talk about. We catch up with people, or that is coaches, everywhere from Crossville to Salina to Smithville to Baxter and between. I'm Colin Castleberry. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Back inside the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders, and we did a great job to split the show this week. Three boys coaches, three girls coaches, and what say we begin with head coach Brandy Alley, DeKalb County Tigerettes, who, as I have continued to say, may be winless in district play, but have seriously contended in just about every one of their ball games. They were a point away from beating Upperman. They came up just short in a game against L.A. that they led uh, multiple times in the fourth quarter. That score ended up being about eight, but certainly was nowhere close to eight points until late in the ball game with free throws by Mally Jean Coleman. So head coach Brandy Alley now joins the program. Uh, coach Alley, obviously been a tough go of it this year, you know, especially in district play, but I do want to look at these last two ball games because not unlike the others, these just happen to be even more, you know, utterly competitive. What have you loved about your team in these last two ball games and and where have you seen the most growth here throughout the district schedule uh, to have you guys coming up so close against teams like Upperman and Livingston Academy? I um, definitely have enjoyed watching the girls understand the level of comp- competition that they bring. I think that's been one of our biggest key points is just changing the mindset from this is our next game to this is our game. And um, the last couple games, the girls have came out with a really big fire and drive, and they've tried to take more offensive possessions. I think our defense has been pretty strong all year long, but just being able to back it up with um, – how we can control the offensive thing and that each game has gotten better and better and it's finally starting to show the little things throughout the season that keeps adding. You're finally starting to see some of the process as a bigger picture. Yeah, so where do you guys, you know, possibly here in a game against Stone Memorial and obviously in the district tournament uh, next week, where do you take the next step and, and start to get over the hump, start to turn you know, a one-point loss into a win? Or, or like Livingston Academy, you don't let that game kind of late with foul shots get away from you? Um, we definitely have some opportunities to make better shot selection. We went from making a few rush possessions in a row to one or two rush shots here and there and um, some offensive rebounding opportunities that we let get away from us um, that we have definitely been set set on looking at and they have improved and I'm hoping that continues to improve as like they have been doing every game, especially here in the last couple weeks. Every game they step foot on the court, they've gotten better at something. And so if that continues to go and they keep keeping this mindset of anything's possible, then – you know, just 
we'll see what happens. Every team's fighting <laughs> tooth and nail as they should be right now. No, absolutely, no doubt. You guys were able to celebrate uh, the seniors uh, on uh, Monday night taking on Livingston Academy. Uh, their senior year has not gone maybe the way that they intended or the way that they maybe would have loved for it to go, certainly not the way maybe you wanted it to go for them. But nonetheless, what has this senior class meant to this program, and what do you think they're going to mean to this program down the line as they seemingly kind of set a foundation to put DeKalb County basketball where uh, you know it belongs? You know, our record doesn't necessarily reflect how I feel this season has went. Um, these girls and these seniors have definitely grown as people and as players. There has been an insane difference from our first couple games to now. Um, unfortunately, our record does not show that. But when you sit there and say hey, their season's not gone how they've wanted it to, record, yes, but growth-wise and enjoyment of the game and just loving it again, has been right on par. Um, these these seniors have shown how you can make a change and how you can make an impact by just caring about it, um, and and how these people um, or that these these seniors have showed them that they can show or that they can take it each step further and further and go farther than they ever thought they can. We look back at that game against Stone Memorial, a tight one again, 63-56. You guys uh, end up falling to the Lady Panthers. You get to face them again on Thursday. Uh, you do have to go to Crossville, but what did you learn in that first game? Obviously, you guys have grown as a team since then as well. What do you take away from that first game, and what do you guys have to do to get your first district win in your final regular season district game on Thursday night at Stone Memorial? Um, definitely worry about the inside game. That's where they got us really good last time was Courtney Hedricks had 25 against us. Um, so just watching the inside game and making sure that they're not getting easy rebound putbacks and um, keep pushing it and doing what we're supposed to be doing. I felt like we didn't do our best in some situations for attacking it that we have improved on. So just seeing how well that translates into Stone and at Stone and traveling. At Stone on Thursday night, tomorrow night, it's Stone and DeKalb County. Stone obviously has just the one win in district play over DeKalb. DeKalb winless. So who walks away with really not just a win, but guarantees they are not the uh, the lowest seed. They don't have to play White County to open the district tournament. I mean, a lot is on the line. Because uh, think about it, if DeKalb were to win and then you create a weird situation with tiebreakers, you know, and what if DeKalb then uh, probably still would get the bottom seed because Stone has the victory uh, over White County, excuse me, so that's two wins. So I just talked myself out of it. But either way, tomorrow night, a, uh, a big-time ball game for both of those schools. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. As we continue inside the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders, we're going to do our best to go back and forth, girls, boys, girls, boys, to try to give some program the variety it desires. And so, having been to Smithville and checked in with head coach Brandy Alley, we'll head back up into Baxter and we'll check in with head coach Bobby McWilliams, the Upperman Bees, who have, well, rightfully so, been on a tear 
through district play, a great blend of upperclassmen and, and very young talent like Ty Cobb and, and Bronson Chaffin. So without further ado, Bobby McWilliams now joining the program. Coach McWilliams, obviously you guys have been on quite a tear. Really, uh, not even that winter break seemed to stop you guys. Uh, as we approach these final two games, before we look at Cumberland County specifically as opponent, uh, looking inward a little bit, where do you guys still need uh, to improve and get better as we approach the end of the regular season and the start of the district tournament? Yeah, you know, I, I think just cleaning up a little bit of everything that we do on both ends of the floor right now is probably a uh, a key focus. Us. Of course, in this district, there's no let up. Every game is, um, you know, I mean, it's um, um, tightly contested game. So I'm um, expect no different, you know, the rest of the week. So, <clears throat> but for us, you know, I think kind of cleaning up some of our stuff, um, mistakes we're making, uh, maybe executing on half court offense and and defensively too, um, communication, things of that nature. We just got to clean up what we do and what we try to. Um, get accomplished we just got to clean those things up you certainly mentioned it right there there is no let up in this district there are no easy ball games Uh, you close out the week with two games against Cumberland County Thursday and Saturday regardless of who the opponent is just how odd is it to be playing a team twice in three days and how does that maybe change how you kind of approach preparation if it does at all well, I mean, you know, good thing is is that you won't have to do as much preliminary stuff on the second game, I guess. Uh, you know, we've never really had this uh, had this occur to us, even with you know in the past how many every years. Um, we just, um, you know, usually we're able to get those snow out games uh, made up pretty quickly, um, but uh, we were unable to get it scheduled, so we're we're left with you know two games in three days. Um, we just have to, um, um, you know, kind of adjust stuff from the first night to get it ready for the second night. But, uh, you know, it's definitely a little odd. But, you know, this late in the year, uh, you're getting ready ahead of the tournaments. Um, you know, we've we've played teams, you know, consecutive weeks for sure before. So uh, it won't be any different for us. We'll just have to uh, take, we take it one game at a time. That's kind of what we've done all year. It's what we're going to continue to do uh, this week as well. Like most other teams in this district, Cumberland County touts a really talented uh, individual in Houston Torres, but then obviously as a team, uh, they can really get up in your craw as well. They play a really physical uh, kind of form of basketball. It's rare to have not seen a district opponent on the floor up to this point in the season. So uh, what have you maybe seen on film, uh, you know, and what are some things you hope to key on or to use to, to maybe slow down a guy like Houston Torres? Yeah, I mean, just exactly what you said. Uh, you know, watching them on film, they're uh, they're aggressive. Those guys do a good job coaching them up there, and um, you know, they um, obviously he's a you know a a special talent, uh, and so the, that's not going to be easy. But he's not the only player they have. They do have some youth out there for sure. But uh, you know, they've got um, they've got kids that work hard in the post. They've got kids that want to defend. They've got guys that can shoot it. So. You know, it's going to be um, nothing different, really, than what we've seen up to this point. We've got, um, you know, I've said all along, we've got really good coaches and really good players in our league and just have to kind of adjust it to the personnel. And this is no different. I just hope that you can, 
maybe get off to a good start and defend well and play well, you know, uh, for four quarters and uh, hopefully be able to come out with a win. You know, hopefully playing at home will help a little, you know, with the first game. So, um, you know, we're excited about that. But um, it's a quick turnaround from, from the Monday night and, you know, definitely a quick turnaround from Thursday to Saturday. Obviously, this time of year as well, a lot of teams celebrating senior night, their senior class. Uh, so I'll ask you on our way out the door here, just what have uh, you know the seniors, this this class of guys, kind of meant to your program, meant to you as a coach, and and obviously, what do you think they've meant to uh, the guys on this team who are young and still developing, like a a Bronson Chaffin and a, a Ty Cobb, and so on and so forth. Yeah, these guys were with us as freshmen when we went to the state tournament and, uh, you know, played on the final four team. But, um, you know, um, and they've been able to carry that on. The, the group that was before them showed them, uh, showed them, you know, how we were supposed to do things and how we do things here. And their leadership has been really good. I've, I've really enjoyed this group of guys, um, you know, and um, I've got two of these kids that don't start for us. Uh, but they're definitely important parts of our team. And um, as they've grown older, you've seen these kids uh, understand what it means to be a leader and uh, sacrificing for the betterment of the team. And they've done that, and it's been just a really a fun group uh, to get to know. Uh, but just watching them develop and grow in young men has been just, um, you know, just been really special to me. I, I really enjoy this team and, this group of seniors, uh, I don't care who you are or what level you're at, your older kids are the ones that everybody's going to follow, and they have been really, really really good ambassadors for our program and leaders for our young kids. And I'm just really proud of them and thankful that, that they, they are in our program. Upperman B's head coach Bobby McWilliams with us there as they prepare for one of those weird, unprecedented situations caused by the winter weather. The same team. In three days, home and away, Cumberland County and freshman superstar Houston Torres will take on the Upperman Bees with a freshman superstar of their own in Ty Cobb. Should be a fantastic matchup and a lot on the line. Not even so much on the boys' side, but on the girls' side. These uh, these are two very key matchups for fans of this whole district could really throw things sideways if they were to split or say Cumberland County were to somehow find a way to sweep the Upperman Lady Bees. That being said, Bees head coach Bobby McWilliams with us. I thank him so much for joining us on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders, we return on the high school playbook to go from Baxter to Salina. And head coach Matt Walker, the Lady Bulldogs have finalized their district schedule with a win over Red Boiling Springs on Monday. Now three games to get themselves tuned up and ready for the district tournament. We're joined now by the Lady Bulldogs head coach Matt Walker. Uh, coach Walker, as we look back over the schedule, uh, you come back from that sort of unprecedented break and on the road at Pickett County, you fall 79-53. But after that, you guys have rattled off six straight here. What do you feel like helped your team really turn a corner uh, either off that Pickett County game or really probably out of that uh, sort of weird winter weather break? We've uh, we played really, really well defensively the last six games. Uh, 
you know, I don't think we played really bad against Pickett County. We played okay, you know, maybe a B, B minus type game, but uh, uh, Pickett was just clicking and on fire and uh, making incredible shots. And, uh, uh, you know, if they play like that, they're going to be hard for anybody to beat. It's the last six games, they've really stepped their defense up. So defense, obviously, as everyone will always tell you, defense wins championships, rebounds win championships. Uh, uh, but I look and I look over these totals. I mean, we've got a, a sixty-eight, a seventy-five, a couple games where you guys eclipsed fifty as well. Uh, what's working on the offensive end, and how do you maybe begin to find more consistency there so that those forty-fours turn into fifty-plus, and fifty-plus turns into better than sixty? Well, again, it, it still goes back to your defense. You know, uh, if, uh, if the other team's putting them on the hole and you're having to face a set defense every time down the floor or you're facing the press every time down the floor, uh, you know, either way that makes it a bit more difficult. You know, whenever you're you're getting rebounds, you can get out and run in transition and, uh, you know, push them off the court and attack a defense that's not set. So uh, I think our defense has definitely led to some easy, off, easy offensive opportunities. You guys are in the unique position of finishing up your district schedule on Monday. You did that. You get a win over uh, Red Boiling Springs on the road. Now you're on a three-game stretch here. Jackson County, a big win there. And then you're at Macon and Angelico coming up on Friday. Three games out of the district almost to kind of tune up and prepare to head into the district tournament. Do you consider that an advantage, or do you almost wish that uh, you had, you know, carried the district schedule all the way to the end and then gone right into the tournament. No, we, we, just, we just want to play some games, you know. Uh, we, we've got three games, and uh, I know they're kind of all compacted and playing, you know, back-to-back-to-back to back to back like that. But, uh, you know, every game left for our seniors is an opportunity. So, uh, you know, we're excited to be playing anybody right now. Yeah, you mentioned your seniors. Uh, that game Friday, if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I am wrong, I do believe it is at home. It's in Salina. Uh, so what is it going to mean to you to see those seniors at least one more time on their home floor? And what do you think it means to them to get to play one more ball game uh, You know, on that, on that floor? Uh, it's a pretty special group of seniors I've got. Um each one of them is dealing with something, you know, personally and physically. And, uh, you know, just for them to be able to play a game anywhere, much less at home, uh, I'm proud of the resiliency and their toughness. And, uh, uh, you know, if you notice, we got one girl wearing a face mask and uh, <laughs> yeah, another girl that's hurting every time she steps foot on the floor. And, uh, uh, like I said, we've got some girls that's overcome some stuff. So uh, I'm proud of them and looking forward to seeing them shine on their, their, their special night. You guys definitely uh, are led by some of your seniors, but you also have some some young and very talented players. What do you think it does for those younger players, or really even just from the juniors down, to see those seniors playing not just at that level, but playing through uh, all of that adversity and, and still going out there night in and night out and competing? You know, again, this is a, a really special group. I put this group of seniors up against uh, – Anybody, anywhere, uh, in terms of on the court play, there are uh, some really good ball players on the court. And uh, in terms of toughness, uh, probably not a tougher group anywhere than what we got. Playing through some adversity, playing through some pain, and then in terms of their, their character and their leadership, uh, really, really special group of young ladies. 
You sort of began to talk about it just a, a bit ago, but uh, you guys sort of even out of the, the, the winter weather stuck to that sort of Tuesday, Friday until recently, right? Here in the month of February, you played Friday and Saturday, and then this week it's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. What do you do to kind of keep the legs fresh to, to stay mentally locked in uh, when it's, what, what is that, six games in eight or nine days? Yeah, yeah, six games in eight days, and uh, it is. It's an absolutely brutal schedule. Uh, fortunately, uh, our, our away games are at Red Bull and Springs and Macon County, so, uh, you know, it's not a bad trip. But, uh, you know, that road trip at Jellico, it, it sure was a doozy. Um, in, terms of, in terms of mental, it may be as much mental as it is physical. You know, you may be guarding a shooter one night and, and guarding a four-type girl the next night, and next night guarding a penetrator, so... Uh, you really just got to pay attention there and walk through. And in terms of practice, there is no practice. It's just show up and play right now. And uh, you might have a 30-minute walk through to at least figure out who you're guarding. And uh, um, but yeah, you just got to pay attention mentally and, and take care of your body physically. You know, drink plenty of water, get plenty of rest, and uh, do it again the next day. Head coach Matt Walker, Clay County Lady Bulldogs. Coach, before we let you go, Thursday night. Macon County, uh, you are on the road. You did face them way back on November 28th. It was a, a one-point win, 54-53. Uh, is there really, when it's that long ago, when it's all the way back in late November, is there anything you feel like you can take away from that game, or is this kind of just a, a brand-new team and a brand-new ball game, and you sort of uh, don't revisit that considering it was you know, a month and a half, two months ago? Oh, it was. It was. It was so long ago. I don't. I don't look for a whole lot to uh, to carry over. Uh, we was missing our post player at the time, but uh, you know the thing I do take away from that game is uh, Hallie Buford went coast to coast uh, for a buzzer beater. You know, it was a one point game, but uh, it was an exciting one. Like I said, she uh, she make a play. She dribbled through a trap, and uh, you know, scored right there at the end. So that was a pretty special, pretty special shot. Well, here's hoping, if you're a Lady Bulldog fan, that it doesn't come down again to a last-second shot. But nonetheless, uh, an exciting ball game or two coming up for the Lady Bulldogs before they prepare to head into the district tournament. Stay tuned here to uh, the high school playbook, ucsportsnation.com. We'll keep you updated on the Lady Bulldogs as well as all the other teams across the UC who will be competing to get out of the district to the region to the substate, and then hopefully have a few going back to the glass house in Murfreesboro this season. I am Colin Castleberry, and this is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. From the girls' half of action in the UC, back to the boys, and we go from Salina to Crossville. Head coach Neil Capps, Stone Memorial, has played some spectacular basketball here down the stretch and certainly looks to finalize an amazing season in district play with DeKalb on Thursday night. But uh, we desire to talk to Coach Caps not just about the team around Cade, but Cade stepping up against Livingston Academy. Obviously what guys like Brady Lane and Bear Eldridge have meant to this team and just where uh, did this team really start to turn a corner on which side of the ball, so on and so forth? Finally able to be joined now by head coach Neil Caps of the Snow Memorial Panthers. Coach Caps, before we dive uh, too deep into any of these games over the last week or so, just 
Uh, what have you thought of your team over this four-game winning streak? You guys have actually won, uh, I think my math is right, like six of your last seven, uh, so on and so forth. W- what's really been working well over these last uh, about two weeks, especially coming back from that winter break? Well, we just uh, – we're starting to, you know – Build. We're you know it's been a year long process all season, but I, and I told the guys it would be after Christmas, and and it's just that chemistry is when you start buying in. Kids are starting to see it. They're starting to believe in it. You know the defensive scheme, the offensive scheme. They're starting to be better at their roles, and I think that's what what you're seeing. You know, um, you know we since Christmas we've we've dropped two games. We lost at Sparta and lost at Upperman. Um, in close games that we gave ourselves a chance, you know, and, and it just, it's just the kids believing in what we're doing and committing to it and playing hard for each other. And, and chemistry is the thing that any coach, you, you ask any coach is one of the most important things, but in, and it's the thing that takes the longest and it, 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 it comes through time on task with each other, practicing, you know, for multiple months at a time, playing games together, learning from your mistakes, believing in the guys to your right, to your left, um, and what they're doing and that they're going to do what they're supposed to do. You know, like the motto says, just doing your job. So I think that's one of the big contributors there is that it's just, it's just the time we've, we've, we, there is, you know, and you got to give all the credit to the kids because uh, they're very easily could have just, said no this ain't you know this ain't what we want to do this is wrong this is wrong we should do this but they just bought in and they're playing hard for each other and and i think that's one of the biggest things let's go back to friday night at livingston academy you mentioned it to me earlier in the week last week that uh, it's such a difficult place and and to prove that you had never gone there and one is a head coach you do that friday night so congratulations are in order uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But you're very welcome. But the question is, what are you saying to your team? How do you coach your team when a game is playing out the way that one did in terms of physicality, uh, you know, calls on the floor, so on and so forth? What are you kind of saying to the boys coaching them up uh, when it's playing out the way that it did Friday night? Well, probably the biggest message is composure, 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 because it got, you know, it did get chaotic in terms of the pace, the pace of play up and down, really, really fast pace. Some people, some, some kids aren't, they don't get, they're not very comfortable in that situation. Uh, but we, we were composed. We, we had some foul trouble. We, you know, we had to give some younger guys to go in, uh, and stay composed and, and make plays. And they did, uh, you know, and we, we, uh, that, that's the biggest thing. It's just, you know, don't expect, you know, there's going to be calls missed. For and against, there's going to be some calls missed. You got to stay composed in that situation. You can't. And I always tell the guys, don't be looking for calls. You know, don't let it affect you. If you if you play the game and you're not looking for a call, you're just you're just trying to make plays. Then it's not going to negatively affect you very much if you don't get a call and you think you you, you know you you a lot of everybody you know just everybody thinks they get fouled, uh, and every time the defense defense thinks they never foul. And I'm trying to convince my guys, just play. Stop worrying about it. Referees are referees are human. So you play through that stuff. Don't expect anything, especially on the road. It's it's why it's called a home home court advantage for a reason. There's gonna be things that that are gonna get missed. You gotta play through that. You gotta you gotta play through it, not expect it, not expect to call. And when you play with that mindset, uh, it's a little bit easier for you to just go out there and play because you don't you're not 
you're just going to try to make plays. You're not going to go in with a soft mentality thinking, well, I can go soft here and they'll call a foul for it. No, you can't do that. When you go on the road in this league, and then, like I said, I, you, you, I've been hearing a lot of people talk about this league being one of the toughest in the state. Um, you know, you better, you better carry your lunch pail because it's going to be an all day job. And, um, you got to do it with physicality and toughness and grit because you ain't going to do it any other way. You, you better, you better show up every night when you play in this league, especially going into a place like Livingston. And, uh, we were able to see some shots go in. You know, we took care of the little things, uh, down the stretch, making our free throws, getting defensive stops, uh, some defensive stops when we needed them, some timely rebounds when we needed them. Uh, and, you know, hats off to Livingston for not laying down. They competed the entire time. You know, we got out to a, a big lead there in the third quarter and they fought the entire time, which we knew they would because, uh, you know, there's a lot of pride and tradition down there in Livingston. So it was a, it was a tough environment, but a good environment. And uh, just proud of how they responded and stayed composed in that situation. Yeah, definitely a team win. But I do want to hone in on one guy. We've talked a lot about the guys stepping up around Cade Caps, right around Cade. But in that environment, in that situation, when things are getting frantic and guys can get panicky, and what did it mean to see Cade have 20 in each half, 40 in the game, and it seemed like nothing ever got too big for him. What does that mean to you guys as a team, and what did it mean to you uh, as a coach to see your guy step up in a situation where you kind of needed him to? Well, you know, that's the great thing about this team uh, this year is that they they all care about each other. None of them cares about who gets the the, the the glory no one cares about who gets what they just want to go out there and play for each other they they i've never seen a team get as long get along as well as this team in a lot of years I've, i'm sure i've had teams that get got along as good but i don't know if i've ever been around a team or coached a team that got along better than this team and they just and they're just they're good in their roles and you know i i understand it uh, as a dad and as a coach that you know, to have a guy like that then go out and get you a bucket off script where you don't have to call something every time and just can go make a play, whether it means score a bucket, uh, you know, get the assist to a guy, create an open opportunity for a guy by drawing uh, by drawing defense and kicking it. You know, I, under, I understand. And, I mean, but Kay's been in that situation since he was, you know, in, in fourth grade. He's he's always just – we've always got him out of his comfort zone as – and may, and took him all over the country to play, and he's played against some of the best players in the country. And so those moments, he he really enjoys those moments. He looks forward to those moments. He, and, and so he's uh, to, you know, and I understand the luxury as a coach perspective. I understand the luxury of having a guy that can do that. So um, you know, but you know, you know, it, it, you can't you cannot neglect the other guys either. The, the role and the, how they stepped up. We had some guys really really step up down the stretch make some huge plays, especially off the bench. You know, we had two guys. We had two guys to foul out and to have the minutes that played off the bench that we had from some guys, uh, it was huge. Braden Elliott come up with some big minutes off the bench. Spencer Bowman came up with huge minutes off the bench. Uh, you know, so we even got in. We got into about our 11th guy uh, in some situations and just guys stepping up and making plays, and that's what it's all about. It's just – doing your job 
when your number's called, go make a play. And that's that's what it was. Certainly was that indeed. You also got a big win uh, Monday night, Cumberland County. You win a rivalry game. You actually pick up uh, a win, a second win against them here in the regular season. Uh, considering the emotional toll that that game, the mental you know, kind of aspect to a rivalry game like that. What's it mean to see your team go out and get a 30-point win? Uh, and certainly, what do you have to do kind of going forward with Clark Range and DeKalb County on the docket to close out strong? Well, I was proud of our guys, you know, because I know that that game, the CCHS game, is always a very emotional game because, I mean, everybody knows everybody. It's really weird because, I mean, some of those guys went to school together. They, you know, they were buddies when they were little. They played on, you know, Little League baseball teams together. They they just have been around each other their whole, whole lives. So there carries a ton of emotion pregame. And, um, you know, we were able to get out to an early lead. Uh, we started seeing shots go in early. We, we were making plays defensively, started creating turnovers. And at that point, at that point, I knew, you know, we were, we were able to get comfortable and started executing. And, um, and Coach Denny, you know, he's, he's in a rebuild. You know, he's got some really young guys. He's starting, uh, two freshmen and a sophomore. You know, so I, he, and, and I've been in his shoes before, and that's really tough to do. So he's got some good young guys that are, that are he, and, and they got bright futures that, you know, because there's no better, there's no better classroom than being out there on the floor, uh, when you're a freshman, uh, against varsity guys. Uh, so they're, they're, they're going to, uh, they're going to really take advantage of this situation as a young team and get better and grow. But um, yeah, that for us, that's you know, I was I was happy for our seniors uh, to to be able to fit, you know pr- probably the last time they'll play CCHS and to be able to go out on a win. I was I was proud of our guys to be able to do that. And you know, you you don't get a break. You know, Clark Range is another tough team, especially going into Clark Range is another great environment, very tough environment. Uh, you know, you know what you're going to get when you go over there. You, you know, Clark Range, <clears throat> their record may not indicate, but uh, you can just ask anybody around. They got some really good players. They got a good young team. Uh, they start a lot of young guys as well, and and um, they're going to compete their tails off. We over here at our place, they competed their tails off for four quarters, and and it was a game for a long time. And uh, we were able to just hit some shots in the fourth quarter to pull away. So that was here. Now going over there, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a battle, and uh, we better be ready for it. We can't take anybody for granted. And then obviously, the the last game of the week and uh, Thursday night against uh, uh, DeKalb County, <laughs> we know what they bring. They're going to they're 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 big, strong, and athletic. Connor Close is, you know, he had thirty on us. The last time we played him, he had thirty last, thirty-two last night versus Livingston. He's a good player. He can shoot it from the perimeter. He can go off the bounce. He's sneaky, athletic. He'll go. I mean, he had four dunks on Livingston last night. I mean, they, he, you know, they're they're dangerous. They're very dangerous, and they're they're a good team with potential to sneak up on you if you take them for granted. So uh, we got this is a tough week for us. You know, we got we got it started off right, but we got to stay locked in if we want to finish it off right. As you can tell, head coach Neil Capps, Stone Memorial Panthers basketball, a man who could talk ball all night, and certainly I could talk ball with all night on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. As we go back and forth here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders, Boy side, girl side, boy side, girl side across the UC, we now travel to Overton County 
and speak with head coach Leslie Riddle joining the program. The Lady Wildcats have seemingly tried to turn a corner as they have played Stone and DeCab came up just short against Cumberland County, but head coach Leslie Riddle uh, believing that this team uh, is starting to really round into shape. She joins the program now. Coach Riddle, I want to go back to, to that last game at home, senior night here at Livingston Academy. You only have the one senior, but uh, Mally has meant so much to this program. What did it mean to you to get to celebrate her that night uh, and obviously to get to walk away with a win in what is probably her last game here at Durward Vaughn? Well, I don't think you can put it in words. You know, you, you go through this and all these years and those seniors, you've you've gone through a lot with them. And, you know, to just to have them be successful and to grow and become, you know, young ladies instead of, you know, little girls. And, um, you know, Pearl, she's, she's grown up a lot. She's become a great, great basketball player. She'll always be remembered as one of the best point guards to ever play here. Um, and, and she's carried this team this year, you know, after having the, the broken noses and the dislocated it, uh, thumbs and things like that. And she's come back and she's shown a toughness that these kids won't forget that. And they'll look up to that, and, you know, until they're my age. And remember, you know, that's, that's how you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be tough and you're supposed to roll with the punches and, and just keep on fighting. And, um, you know, for me personally, I, I, she'll be one of my friends the rest of my life, I hope. Um, because I, I can just I can grab some pearl and hug her, and she's just the sweetest, sweetest young lady, and um, she's just super successful, and, and I don't know what we would have done without her. What do you think that intensity for her comes when she steps on the floor, though? I mean, you mentioned, you know, she's such a sweetheart off the floor, and that's a, a fact. Every time I've gotten to talk to her, she's so kind and, and willing with her time, but then she steps out on the floor, and it's almost like a switch goes off for her. Where do you think that comes from? Um, I think a lot of it's the way she was raised. I mean, her her mother was a was a great softball player back in her day, and I remember her being such a competitor. And uh, and you know, when you put this much work into something, you want to be competitive and you want to fight. And you know, she's just a winner. And I mean, some kids are a lot more competitive than others. Some people are a lot more competitive than others. And she's just one of them. It's, I don't know if that's a gift or a curse, but uh, she's one of them with that gift. I, I see it as a gift, so we'll say that. Um, but, yeah, she, she wants to win, and she wants to be at her best, and she holds herself accountable. Well, you mentioned it. You know, she, she's got a lot of fighting in her. This team has had to put up a lot of fight over these last couple of games. Uh, on the one hand, you know, it's something to, to learn that you can compete in these tight, close ball games. But uh, at the same time, where do you guys have to get better considering, you know, how close that DeKalb game was on the road as well as others? I think it's consistency. Um, you know, at this level, you, you start in November and you're probably not very good. And then in December, you should get a little better. And then January, a little better. And you know, it's go through the season. And um, losing Pearl early, we kind of had to rebuild ourselves once we started back in January. So that's made it a little more difficult. So we're having to kind of grow in, in turbo speed. Um, but, yeah, just consistency. And I, I like where we are right now. You know, we've said all season anybody in this district could win on any night. It doesn't matter what anyone's record is. I mean, you go into the cab and, and they're currently at the bottom, but that doesn't mean they're not going to beat somebody on that night. I mean, I think they've proven that, and, um, and and it's like that for all of us on any night. So I think I don't feel like if games are close that we haven't played well. I feel like the other team just may have played a little bit better than we expected. So, um, But, yeah, this, this is a group of winners. Um, they expect to win. And they've created that in the last few years. Other seniors that have graduated have created that kind of an atmosphere. And um, they, they expect to win and they intend to win. 
Well, Coach, final question before we let you go. Uh, you could not ask for maybe a bigger test entering the district tournament than not only having to play White County, but having to go on the road to Sparta to take on the Warriorettes. What does it take to win in that environment? Uh, and then obviously what's it going to take to kind of use the word dethrone the Warriorettes who've been on an absolute tear since they lost back to, uh, to Stone a while back? Right. Well, they're playing great, and they've got, they've got lots and lots of weapons. Um, we have to slow them down, obviously. We have to control the boards, which is going to be a very, very difficult task. I think, you know, I think um, Celeste may have over 300 rebounds already for this season. And, I mean, that's unheard of. We'd, that'd be doubling our highest person. Um, but she's such a great rebounder and, and, and so physical. So, and that's a challenge for us. I mean, we're not built like that. Um, this current players we have, we're not built – you know, built like a Celeste Reed, so that's a challenge for us. But we'll have to control the tempo a little bit better than we did the first time, and, and you have to make shots. I mean, they're going to play great defense, but we're going to have to make shots anyway. And can we dethrone them? Yes, we can. And, and our kids love going into those atmospheres. I think sometimes they'd rather play away than they would at home. Um, but just like any other game in this district, you know, either team could win. And um, but win or lose, it's not the end. I mean, because then it really starts. I mean, everybody goes back to 0-0 zero, zero and we start all over again. Back to 0-0 zero, zero and start all over again. District tournament is coming, and she is not wrong. This is a district that has been highly competitive, that will continue to be highly competitive. And for all we know, as good as White County has been, what if L.A. beats them tomorrow? Or what if they just fall apart in the district tournament? Upperman could do that with some of their youth. Cumberland County certainly could could step up or could fall apart with their youth. Uh, L.A. could see their issues uh, with post play and help side defense come to fruition uh, in terms of either fixing them or falling apart. I mean, it could go any way. You all know this. This is the most competitive district across the state of Tennessee, top to bottom. And certainly anyone can beat anyone on any given day or night. Very, very excited. But we got to get through the rest of the regular season. That was head coach Leslie Riddle, Livingston Academy Lady Wildcats, on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Our final coach of the evening, and we keep it on the boys' side as we've gone back and forth here across the UC. And what do you say we bookend in Smithville? We started with uh, Tigerettes head coach Brandy Alley. How about we end the program with Tigers head coach Joey Agee, whose senior Connor Close had a big game against L.A. The rest of the team, though, unable to step up around him. And L.A. got a big win, but won't deter DeKalb County, who obviously has talent, just has to kind of put it together, and they'll have a chance uh, against a Stone Memorial team that they only lost to by 10 in the end the last time they faced off. So a great ball game coming up for those two tomorrow night. Uh, head coach Joey Agee now, Tigers of DeKalb County, joining the program. Uh, coach Agee, before we get to, to any of the stuff on the court, uh, just the other night you guys were, were able to have senior night and celebrate uh, several of these seniors on your ball team. What have these seniors kind of meant to you as a coach, meant to this program uh, as well? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they're a good group of kids. Um, you know, we uh, we expect them to do well in the classroom and, you know, act right in the hallways, and they've always done that for us. And, uh, you know, that's just a, you know, that's just one big thing that we're proud of them. And, you know, they've had some accomplishments on the basketball floor, but, uh, more importantly, they're you know they're going to be a uh, a bunch of good young men 
and uh, we're proud of him for that for sure. On the floor, obviously, one of your seniors, uh, Connor Close, is in his, is an extremely special player. Uh, but you you look at it, and, and for instance, that game against L.A., he's got 30-plus. Uh, but guys around him are really needing to step up to get you guys over the hump. How do you start to or how do you begin to develop uh, that with, with Connor's ability to kind of go get a bucket really anytime he needs to or wants to? How do you start to develop – uh, around him to make a run here in the district tournament and beyond. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> I expect you know there's probably going to be, um, you know, a, a little bit more scheming going on for him, um, especially in the tournament. Um, we just got, you know, he's got to make the right read. I expect him to start seeing some double teams, especially when the ball hits his hands um, low and at the low block or at the free throw line or, you know, in that in those areas and. He's got to do a good job of still being aggressive and not settling for jump shots all the time. But uh, we just got to be able to knock down some outside shots uh, to to pull those guys um, out of the paint um, to to create some space for him. And um, and he's got to see the help and be able to make the right right read. How do you guys also uh, keep yourselves out of foul trouble? Something that obviously when, when Dallas Kirby doesn't struggle with that, he can be a really dominant force. Uh, guys like Antoniak as well. How do you or they keep themselves out of foul trouble so they can stay on the floor and make some of those shots and some of those plays you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, we just gotta, you just got to be uh, aggressive and you got to pick your spots when you're aggressive. Um, you know, sometimes we're, we we tend to foul a long ways from the basket. So, you know, we might foul at half court when there's really no need and being that close to them at that point. Uh, of course, there's certain players in our district that you have to kind of pick up as soon as they come across half court because they got, you know, really good shooting range and and, uh, and they do a lot of good things with the ball in their hands. But um, you just got to make sure if you're, if you're post-defense that you just use your body and not your hands and, um, just move your feet, you know, we got to, you know, we tell them all the time, just got to beat them to a spot. And, um, we've struggled a little bit with that recently. Um, you know, it seems like they were trailing a lot of screens and a lot of curl cuts and we're just not getting there in time. So, um, really got to focus on that, uh, going into the tournament. Something else you have talked about really needing to focus on when do you guys, or where do you guys begin to develop that four quarters of basketball because you've competed in a lot of these games for a quarter, two quarters, two and a half, or even three uh, quarters at times, but it's always that one quarter where it gets away from you and you can't quite uh, pull back within uh, you know, a, a tight margin. Where does that four quarters of basketball uh, start to come from for this team? Yeah, I mean, we're <clears throat> just really continuing to tell them that you know, even if you know, it's a long game, and there's going to be runs throughout the game. And if we are down four, six, eight, you can't get all that back in one possession. And I think sometimes we try to get uh, – we get in a hurry and take some bad shots just because we're trying to trying to quickly fight our way back into the game when we do get behind. And then when we do have the lead, uh, you know, we're going to have to take uh, better care of the basketball on the offensive end. I'm not meaning so much turnovers, but – uh, our possessions on the offensive end need to be a little longer than they are right now. Uh, 
uh, we're settling for you know too many quick threes with one pass or no pass or maybe even two passes two quick passes we're you know sometimes shooting threes and uh, those are all great if they go in, but if they don't, then you create yourself a problem on the other end of the floor. Coming up, final game of the regular season Thursday night, you travel to Stone Memorial, a team that you, like we're talking about, really competed well against in the first game. 68-57 is the final, uh, but at times certainly a closer ball game than that. What's going to get you over the hump on Thursday night against a really talented Stone Memorial team on the road? Uh, yeah, I mean, we would definitely have to have our best effort, and it's going to have to be four quarters, like you know, like we talked about. You know, here <clears throat> we were up seven with a chance to go up nine or ten right before the half. We turned the ball over on an inbounds play. Um, they hit a layup. We go in a half up five, and then they come out in the third quarter, and they go on an 11-0 run. Um, and you know, and against good teams, that just can't happen. You just can't. You just can't give up those type of opportunities and uh we bought we fought our way back you know we uh battled back and you know i think we're down five there towards the end of the middle of the fourth and end up having to start fouling a little bit so uh but yeah we're we're definitely gonna have to have our best effort up there for sure tigers of decab county that's head coach joey ag as they prepare for their final district game tomorrow night of the regular season against Stone and then prepare for the district tournament. Connor Close, a special player, but guys like Alex Antoniak, Dallas Kirby are going to have to step up around him if they hope to make a run that they are perfectly capable of making. Have the talent, have the coaching, just got to put it together here late in the season. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders, this has been the High School Playbook. I'm Colin Castleberry. Before we let you go, I want to remind everyone, tomorrow night, you can tune in on 101.9 AM 920. That's WLIV for Livingston Academy visiting White County. Coverage will begin at around 540. Tip-off will be at 6 p.m. between Sparta and uh, Livingston Academy. Uh, On Friday night, we're not only going to have a game of the week where Jackson County and Watertown will face off in district play. That one on Sports Radio 104.7 right here uh, on Sports Radio. Uh, Coverage begins at 5.50, tip-off at 6 p.m. with our own Jace Brown. And we're going to give you a special presentation of Cookville basketball as they look to close out the district schedule for themselves against Stewart's Creek. A special presentation of Lady Cavs and Cavs basketball with Pat Frank and Amos Rogan. That one on News Talk 94.1 where you have found Cookville all basketball season. And that one will tip off like normal. Tip off at 6. Coverage at around 545 or so. So very excited to bring you that. So one more time, just a quick rundown. WLIV, catch it tomorrow beginning at 540. LA at White County. Friday night, on right here on Sports Radio, it's Jackson County hosting Watertown. That'll begin at around 550. And a special special presentation news talk 94.1 cookville hosting stewart's creek on friday night make sure to tune in for that around 5 45 thank each and every one of you for listening as always i wouldn't get to do this if you guys didn't listen so i greatly appreciate it because i love what i do i'm colin castleberry this has been the high school playbook it is built by mountain barn builders